up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 35, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. founder numero uno, and I am joined by my co-host, who is currently down in the on-deck circle. Let's go to the field and see what's going on with him. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great... Sam Bino. Good afternoon, Sam. Hello. How, How are you? you? Good, man. How, happy Sunday. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Lazy day. Looking forward to talking some baseball. It's. It, I feel like it's been months since we've God, spoken. Dude, I know. We recorded the, uh, what was it, the, the game show episode on like Tuesday, which mm-hmm. felt like an eternity ago. And it has been a hell of a terrible week without baseball, wasn't it? Yeah, it really has. It's funny how much baseball lubricates the the ongoings of my day. I agree with you. Like, just throughout the day, just the general, oh, well, the Pirates are mashing the dicks in of, you know, the Cardinals or whatever it is. It just, it, you know, it's the little things, you know? Right, yeah. If I have, like, a couple seconds in the middle of the day, I'll check the scores or check my fantasy team or, like, look at prospective players. And I just didn't really do any of that. Let's be honest. Awesome. It's all fantasy, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it all goes hand in hand, but. Right. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm kicking Midtown Jimmy in the dick and balls right now, so that's always nice. Uh, I'm on a losing streak a little bit, but it'll be okay. I still have faith. I, I had the, some injuries that uh, caught up with me, so losing Erod and the like has not helped. I was looking at my performance, and um, at the end of last week, that was the first two weeks that I had won in a row. Wow. So every, I'd never strung more than one win together, which is really sad. So what was your prediction that you're going to have a, a second half resurgence? I think I'm going to go on a tear. Okay. Can't wait. I can't wait to watch. Yeah. I feel like I've been in the trade market for a little while, but I don't really know what that is. And I haven't really had, had the, the cojones to pull any kind of trade off, really. Well, what are you looking for? I don't know yet. So I, like, that's, I think that's my problem. Just something that tickles my fancy, but I don't know, I don't know how much there really is that's out there. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah, but yeah, definitely listening to all the trade rumors. Um, The hot stove is pretty cold, even after Big Domino Machado fell. I expected some other places or some other pieces to be moved, but um, not a lot going on. Like a lot of relievers swapping hands, a lot of like you know minor league players moving organizations, but no no other really big moves. I guess Juris Familia is probably the biggest other other trade that's happened. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about it in a minute, but uh, okay. it, well, yeah, specifically, but no, I think that is one of the bigger trades that's happened besides the Machado thing. And um, I mean, we still got time, right? I mean, it's still really early. Most of these de- uh, deals don't get done between the, you know, until like the last one or two days that kind of let the market kind of bid up on itself. So, yep. um, you know, it's the 31st still. And, and today, as of this recording, we're, what is today? I don't even know the 22nd, I guess. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we still got some time, but some of the, I don't know, it seems like every year, like last year, the, the Red Sox, I don't know if that's two years ago, they dealt for Pomerantz, like, uh, you know, like a week out kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the smart teams are trying to get things done quicker. I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see Machado, you know, I'm not a Dodgers guy, um, but I am happy to see him go to a winning team. He is really good at baseball, and he's apparently he's got a really good attitude and a good clubhouse guy. And we just want to see – I want to see a player like that um, win. Yeah, I agree with that as long as it wasn't with the Yankees. That's all I asked, and it, that came true. So I feel good yes. about that. Yes, go fuck yourself, Yankees. Exactly. Exactly. Um, with, uh, with your time off this week, did you do anything constructive with it or did you just mill about waiting for basket or basketball for baseball to come back? No, nothing, nothing useful. I went and I had enchiladas for dinner last night. Um, and I cheated on my diet that way with mini margaritas Indeed. and I went to the gym and that's about it. And now I'm here talking to you. There's just like nothing going on. I bought that bottle of wine. I'm going to drink oh. that right after this episode. <laughs> Perfect. And we're wearing matching shirts today. That's, that's a. That's a landmark thing. Yeah, it's good. Straight from the land of the rising sun, we got some Tokyo Giants shirts on. We're just twinning it up. Exactly. We'll have to, uh, at some point, uh, I know like in the the future plans and some of the stuff that you and I have talked about is going to be, is going to be like recorded video episodes and stuff and kind of do some live casting and things like that. So uh, 
hopefully these kinds of things are, are you know pop up here and there. We got to capture your uh, American Eagle, not your American Eagle shirt because that sounds like you wear stuff from American Eagle, but like your actual America shirt. What the fuck is wrong with American Eagle? Nothing. I don't know. I just didn't think you shopped there anymore. Do you? No, I, th- I think these shorts are American Eagle, so <laughs> you better, better watch your tone. Excuse me. Excuse me. Bad, 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 bad. I don't even know. I don't just even know bad. what I'm wearing. Just bad. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. All right. So how about we do your piece of shit corner? Let's no, do the piece of shit corner. Let's do the ad read first. How about that? Okay. Sounds good. All right. Ben left me some stuff here. Mm, yes, here we go. Grounds crew. Do you need to get loaded? Need a pull of whiskey? Or perhaps a pull of taffy? We've got you covered down at Fulmer's Liquor and Candy Shop. Fulmer's has a wide array of items to satisfy all of your indulgences. Tequila, taffy, whiskey, chocolate, rum, sours, wine, M&Ms, and more. Be sure to get down to Fulmer's today for all of your liquor and candy needs, and don't be afraid to let them know that the outfielder crew sent you. Back to you, Sam. Holy shit. Why Fulmer? Why are you picking on the guy? Is he an alcoholic diabetic or something? Just seemed like he'd open a candy shop. <laughs> seems like a rum guy. Does. He does seem like a rum guy, for sure. The pull of whiskey uh, and the pull of taffy were definitely the <laughs> the most dynamic part of that 40-liner. The rest of it just sort of came together. Right. Did you start with that and then work your way outward? Oh, yeah. You have to. Middle out. Right. Always. <laughs> As Richard Hendrick Classic. would tell us. <laughs> These ad reads are getting out of control good. They are. They've been, I mean, we've definitely done the right thing by sending Ben out to, to find the new sponsors. So I think that's where he fits in well here. I like it. This is, this is working really well. We do want to thank Ben for hosting the game show last time. That was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, ben did a fantastic job of uh, a number of things, keeping us in line having really good questions, scorekeeping, like the whole, the whole shebang. I thought he did a really good job. I was super impressed. He did. We, uh, we definitely got out of line a lot, and we definitely talked a lot of bullshit towards each other. Um, yeah. I'm bitter at Jimmy for winning, but I understand it. I'll give it to him since the Mets are the Mets, but boy, he really cleaned I, the floor with us. He did, and you know that's, that's kind of to be expected. Jimmy's really smart. He knows a lot of shit. Um, yeah. Not at all surprised that he won. I am surprised by the margin with which he won. Because yes. That was just like unacceptable. I knew shit was going downhill whenever Jimmy pulled out the Kennesaw Mountain Landis thing. <laughs> Holy shit. And he knew like the name of the baseball team that was from some movie I'd never heard of. It was like the Knights. What? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He did really well. I thought I, I felt really good after the first three or four questions because I just nailed a couple. I was like, all right, yeah. here we go. And then I uh, never answered another one correctly. <laughs> no, me neither. It all went downhill from there. And so, like, I kind of screwed myself by making my buzzer you <laughs> to start. So, like, that fucked oh. me to begin with. Um, and then, like, so there's another gym that came out of this. I'm not sure how much you caught of this, but it cracked me up. And I had to cut this as a drop that I'm sure we're going to use. Uh, it was this one. Very big hitbox. <laughs> <laughs> a very big hitbox. Yes, yes. When you were talking about I'd your been, buzzer. <laughs> yeah. I'd been playing too many video games. No, it's good. Good stuff. It was perfect, uh, perfect place to cut a drop for. So, anyway, it was a lot of fun. Can't wait to do it again. We'll have like the video. So we we talked. To, ben and I have already been talking about how we'll kind of uh, spiff it up next time. I think having an actual board would be helpful. So we'll just get like a big whiteboard or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah. do it. We'll do it uh, all nice Trebek style. Perfect. Yeah, it's good stuff. So, um, all right. So let's do the piece of shit corner. Okay. This is Paul Ramham from WBAT in Cincinnati. We interrupt this regular scheduled programming to bring you this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target. However, no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the great Sambino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take his piece of shit corner. Ding, ding, ding. Huge piece of shit. Time for the piece the- of shit corner. Justin, where is Cincinnati? Cincinnati. I don't know. You got okay. It. Yeah. No, love it. Great. Let's talk pieces of shit. Let's. Um, so I'm going to do something a little bit different this time because I was thinking about um, human garbage. And then I was like, there's no one 
who hates this person more than Justin. So I'm going to kick off the piece of shit corner by talking about Pablo F. Sandoval and hand it over to you. He's um, fat and he's hurt you personally. And there's there's just no one angrier at him than you. So there's no way that I could do this better than you. So, so talk me, about Pablo. So I will. Let me ask you real quick, what brought him to the piece of shit corner this week? Right. Yeah, I think um, I was thinking about laziness and apathy. Mm-hmm. And no one embodies that more when playing baseball than him. I think he selectively plays baseball. Uh, so he does it when he wants to. He's clearly very lazy. Um, he's overweight and um, not very good if he's not trying. So Agreed. just, you know, clearly a talented guy, but. Not giving a shit makes him a piece of shit. Agreed. Okay, so this is going to make me angry, I'm sure. I'm sure you can't wait. But um, a couple of things I want to preface this with all, uh, with saying before we go into this. So number one, um, I understand what I, so I mean, not I guess firsthand, but I understand what it's like to have the scrutiny of the Boston media on top of you. I've seen it happen to hundreds of players over the course of my whole life. I've it just the Boston media is a son of a bitch. And honestly, the best part about being a Red Sox fan and doing this show is being away from that because I don't get jaded into thinking that David Price is a fucking asshole when the media thinks he's a fucking asshole cuz he's not nice to them, but the clubhouse loves him. So I understand like, you know, like I, I get that there's a, a fair share of like difficultness with the media in Boston, right? I get that. Um but the guy, like, so first of all, I will say that I love, I, I've been on record of saying this before, but I'll say it again. Um, at the time that they signed him, they needed an upgrade at third base. Yep. Uh, and I could see the logic, but I did not like that signing simply because I kind of felt this way about him to begin with. I didn't hate the guy, but I, I mean, he had come off of a, 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 an incredibly good performance in the playoffs. And you know how that usually goes. Um the fucking guy liked photos on Instagram while he was during a game in the fucking shitter, liking photos on Instagram. He acted like a pussy. He bailed out. He bailed out on uh, on interviews with the Boston media all the fucking time. He showed up overweight. He didn't try. He looked fucking massive the entire time he was there. He broke a fucking belt for Christ's sakes. I mean, the guy did not do himself any favors. Was the media hard on him? Sure. He didn't do anything to fucking merit any respect whatsoever. The only thing you have to do in Boston is try and play fucking well. That's all you have to do. And he couldn't fucking do it. And then goes, and then so they, they paid him $50 million to fucking go away because he's that fucking useless. And so goes back to San Francisco, signs a minor league deal, and is fucking, like, no, I wouldn't say nails this year. He's still not somebody I'd want on my team. I'm still, we're still paying for him to play, which is fucking infuriating. But, Still gone away. One of the things that Jimmy said last night, uh, we were texting back and forth about uh, that whole Familia deal and all that, and one thing that Jimmy said to me that rang so true that I'm so glad the Red Sox aren't bad about is just Mm -hmm. cutting their losses and getting rid of somebody whenever they're a fucking suckhole on the team. And that's what they did. Love it. Uh, True or false, Pablo Sandoval brings excellent empanadas to the clubhouse every day. I don't doubt that one bit. Uh, so on the well, year he invited a lot of hate. I totally agree with you. Um, not great. All about his not attitude. Great. He acted like he can't. And it was the it, man. We've we've all seen it a hundred times. It's coming off of the World Series, thinking you're entitled. Hey, I'm a World Series MVP. I'm, you know, I'm. The, I don't even know if he was MVP. Was he? I think he might have been. You Sounds know, right. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely a huge part of that San Francisco team success. And good on him. Whatever. But like, I don't know. Just don't bring that kind of fucking attitude. Whenever you sign one of the more lucrative free agent deals of the season, um, and as context, this year he's batting 250 on base, 316, and got a 731 OPS. Not terrible. Okay. No. Do you, would you like to hear <laughs> here is 2016 stats in Boston before they cut him? Okay. He had a zero batting average. <laughs> Over how many plate appearances? <laughs> yeah, he only had seven. Uh, okay. On base 143, OPS of 143. So not great. So he walks he once. He walks once. Yeah. <laughs> I can do the math in my head. That's not great. You're right. Correct. So, um, yeah, fuck him. That's all I can tell you. Yep. Totally agree. You said it best. Um, and you didn't hear it here first, but Pablo F. Sandoval can go fuck himself. You're a piece of shit. 
he makes me so fucking angry. Just the smile. Just mm. all right. Anyway, who next. even is Pablo F. Sandoval? You got me, man. Cool. Uh, the second is a uh, past player, Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa, career war of 58.6, an 878 OPS, 273 batting average, and 609 home runs. Um, <laughs> those numbers are really good. Those are really fucking good. <laughs> really, really good. Um, Sammy Sosa is not a piece of shit because of his performance on the field. Largely, he was really, really good for a very long time and largely underrated before uh, he really took a dump on everything. So two, two three big things here. Uh, dude corked his bat. Mm-hmm. Not great. Not a great look. He got caught. He won't say that he got caught. Um, he also took performance-enhancing drugs. I know you have feelings on this. Um, let's put the feelings aside and say that uh, he's a piece of shit, not because of his use of PEDs, but the fact that he won't fucking admit it. Yes, I He will not that. admit it. Mark McGuire has admitted it. Jose Canseco kind of did. He reluctantly, I think, admitted it. And um, they've both largely been involved in, in Major League Baseball since that. Baseball has accepted them back in other roles in, in teams' organizations. And Sammy wants that, but he won't admit that uh, he used performance-enhancing drugs. I just want him to say, I did it. I'm sorry. You know, whatever. Come up with excuses after that. Just say you fucking did it. Say you're sorry. And then the Cubs will probably let you into their clubhouse, and you can be the fucking hitting coach and have a lot of fun. Exactly. Um, he misses being away from the game. I saw him on E60 a couple weeks ago, and he's all bleached white skin. It's super, super bizarre situation there. Um, but go fuck yourself, Sammy. You did really good um, under the influence, so just say you did it. Mark said he did it, um, and we still value his contribution. So come, come back into the fold. Say you fucked up. Just, just admit it. There's something wrong with people who won't admit that they're wrong yeah. or have done wrong or won't say that they've done the thing. We know you did, dude. Just yeah. fucking failed drug tests. Just, just admit it and get get on with it. Like you look like a fool. Stop even, it. Even if, even if a Rod can do it, I know that they can do it. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, Sammy, we had, you got a great name. You had a great. Oh God, you just sent me a picture of his white face. Holy shit! The pink hat. So he owes two apologies. The way I see it, he owes an apology. <laughs> <laughs> he owes an apology to the Cubs. In the Cubs Nation, and he owes an apology for wearing that pink hat. And if our listeners haven't seen this picture, just Google Sammy Sosa hat. That's all you need to Google. <laughs> he was on E60 um, a couple weeks ago. Highly recommend checking that out. I'm also going to plug E60 for next week because they're going to talk to Mike Trout about um, his not being in the spotlight around some of the things that Rob Manfred said, which brings me to my next piece of shit. It's Rob Manfred, the commissioner of MLB. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, he's sort of mired himself in a couple of like really bizarre conversations over the All-Star break. It's almost like he knew it was going to be a slow news cycle, and he just needed to like add some pep. Um, he was talking, basically talking shit to Mike Trout about not marketing himself in the correct ways, and it's his own fault that you know no one knows who he is. And uh, leave Mike Trout the fuck alone. He's like... he's easily the best player in baseball. He's on pace for the highest war in a single season. Um, and leave the man alone. He seems pretty wholesome. He likes his family. He likes his quiet solitude and not, you know, not necessarily being in the, in the huge spotlight the way that a John Carlos Stanton might like. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's doing good. Let, let the man be. I think he's a good role model for kids. I'm sure he'll be accused of doing some cheatery or being on drugs at some point. We'll all look back at this and say it was a bad take. But for now, he's a really good role model. And um, go fuck yourself, Rob Manfred, for uh, talking shit to Mike Trout. So as long as he doesn't wear the pink hat, I'm good. Um, I like Rob Manfred a lot. I don't like when any commissioner starts to comment on specific players and things like that. Like that's get the fuck out of here. There's no, there's no, no reason to bring that into anything. That it was complete garbage overall. I don't understand what he was trying to accomplish there. You sit there and like you hear about teams getting fined for tampering and shit like that. The commissioner should be fined for talking shit about players in his own fucking league. And he should be goddamn shamed of himself. I agree. Yeah, I largely am not um, terribly offended by Manfred. But this, this last week, he's done a couple things. We're just talking about Trout right now. We even talked about his, his talk around expanding MLB and kind of the bullshit that he had around that. 
But um, what do you think? You know, that? it's you know whose job it is to market players appropriately. The fucking commissioner. Right. <laughs> that's not, like that's like Mike on. Trout giving Manfred shit for not hitting around the shift. Right. Exactly. Get the fuck out of here. It's your job to make sure Mike Trout's getting the appropriate amount of attention. Go fuck yourself. Exactly. Especially in Los Angeles, a big ass market team. Yeah. Well, oh, are well, they big compared to LA? I think they have a smaller share. They do. They do. But I'm just saying that Los Angeles is a big market in general. But yeah. um, I don't know. There's a lot of proof that says otherwise about that town. But what, that's for another time and another place. But yeah. So not not broad stroke. Or yeah, I don't hate Rob Manfred. I don't like what he's done, and therefore he's a piece of shit. Maybe temporarily we'll put him in the corner. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. Cool. Um. Fourth, and, and probably most of all, my hatred goes to this one, uh, humidity in the air. I like it. It's fucking humid. They call Hotlanta uh, Hotlanta, not because it's actually hot, but because it's so humid. It's like maybe 87 degrees, but it's like 900,000% humidity. Yeah. And you just go outside and you start sweating, and it's not a lot of fun. I think I got heat exhaustion a couple of weeks ago, and I went on a very short run. Um, it's really unfortunate. So it's just kind of sticky and, you know, your man parts kind of stick together. It's not a lot of fun. Yeah, it's not great. There's, um, I mean, it's going on everywhere. I was, I've got a, I was, I'm going to, to Boston for a couple of days this week for work and I was looking at it and it's like 90 degrees with 60 or 70% humidity. And I was like, what the fuck is this? We were just there this yeah. time last year and it was great. Yeah. I think we got pretty lucky with the weather when we went, but I mean, I know up north and Northeast, it gets even worse sometimes because yeah. you're so close to the water. Exactly. Um, God, humidity is just the worst. I know Tyler would be super pissed that we're talking about humidity in the air, but it's a dry heat. <laughs> right. It's a wet heat and wet heat. Suck. <laughs> wet heat is the worst. I'm, ho I'm hoping that it's decent for whenever I'm in Atlanta here in a couple weeks. I'm excited. Oh, well, it's going to be mid August, man. That's going to be diabolical for the listeners. Uh, or, what do we call them? The grounds crew, the grounds outfielders crew. grounds crew. Okay. The grounds crew. Justin's going to be out here the weekend of August 17th. Yes. And we're going to go see the Colorado Rockies play the Atlanta Braves. I think we're going to have a special episode uh, where we review some food items okay. and maybe, maybe do some color commentary here and there. But most importantly, it is Chipper Jones bobblehead night. Yes, dude. I'm so, I'm actually really excited for that. I am too. I have like probably five or six bobbleheads on my desk at work because they're not allowed to live in the apartment. Right. Um, so I, lo I look forward to expanding that collection with the great, the great Chipper Jones. I agree. I, so I used to hate on him pretty good. I just, I, for no real reason other than the fact that, uh, just something to do. It's, it's what I do. You know, I garner hate, you know, that's yeah. kind of what I do. Um, but then I really learned more about AJ Przinsky and he just, I feel like every team kind of needs to have a piece of shit for me in general. And he took that crown wholeheartedly. Do you think that was partially because the Braves were really good for a long time? Oh yeah. Is it one of those? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, there's no, no way around that. There. So, and that was at the epitome of just like when this whole like 80, 83, 84, 85 whole, like, you know, time between Boston winning a World Series was really starting to mount and it just caused mass frustration within me overall. So, yep. Yep. You got to hate those dominant teams and totally get it if they're, you know, not, not doing you any favors. Agreed. All right. Well, that was a good piece of shit corner. You I got away with minimal, minimal stats. I like it. You name the time frame, I'll name an asshole. <laughs> What episode is that from? I have no idea. <laughs> Where'd you pull it from then? It was on the it was on our Dropbox and it just says Sam time frame and I was like, uh, <laughs> "What is this?" And then you name the time frame, I'll name an asshole. <laughs> that must have been before we had the piece of shit corner is my guess. Uh, perfect. All right. Let's talk about so we're going to do a little bit of a modified edition of Around the Diamond and we're going to talk about what's going on around the league. Oh. Around the Diamond. All right. Is that the ghost of Ben's past sure bothering is. with your tech? Sure is. I don't know what happened there. It's weird. Um, all right. So I'll lay out the division like usual, but we won't just go team by team and talk about it. We'll just talk about what's going to happen around the trade deadline, who needs what the most, and we're going to kind of do second half predictions for all these teams. Love it. Cool. So Boston's at 69 and 31, New York 63 and 34, Tampa Bay 50 and 49, Toronto at 46 and 52, and Baltimore at 28 and 72. 
Ooh, God, 72 losses for Baltimore. I mean, I know we're, we're not going to talk in depth about Baltimore too much, except for the fact that they need to unload some more people. Yep. Um, but that's just so many losses. So Holy many shit. losses so quickly. They're 20, let's see, how many? They are 41 games off the lead. <laughs> and how many games are left? Like 60-something? Yeah, 60-something. That's rough. So they're, they're about to be mathematically eliminated from... Yep, sure are. They, wow. They're, they're uh, magic... <laughs> Their magic number is twenty-two. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! I don't remember. I don't recall a, a time where the magic number was out this early in the season. Um. Yeah. You know, I usually don't think. Maybe we're just thinking about it a little bit more now that we're recording. But yeah, I think you might be. You might be right. I'm it just really doesn't sure. feel that way. And it's even worse whenever you look at Baltimore and they've got sixteen home wins and twelve road wins, and that's it. <laughs> Those poor guys. Um, yeah, that's rough, man. Holy shit. Okay, well, they need to get rid of Zach Brighton. Yep, that's going to happen. He's uh, going to go to the Cubs, I think. The Red Sox um, have been trying to look at him, too. So are the Astros. Yeah. So, I mean, I, he's going to be in the, the top part of any contending teams list, I would think. Yep, I think so. Um, God, I just, you know, now I just feel bad for him. That's just really shitty. Mm. Um, Boston needs to pick up some arms. The Yankees' rotation is sneaky bad. Yeah. I mean, outside of Severino and Tanaka, like... They just sent down um, Herman, and they have Sonny Gray's not doing very well. He's he's taken a huge step back in the past couple of years since moving to the Bronx. Um, I think the Yankees need to pick up an arm. Who do you think they try to go after? Um, well, they need a starter, so I I still think that the Yankees are going to pick someone up from the Rays, either Eovaldi or um, Chris Archer. Chris Archer struck out like 13 before we came into the studio to record. I know this. he's on my fantasy team and he still ended up with the loss. What do you know? God, what a fucking dick punch. I, I have a knack for picking up good starters on shitty teams. So they just like <laughs> K 10 plus every outing and then never get <laughs> a <lose>. W. <laughs> That's fucking brutal. Um, yeah. I think they pick up one of the guys from the race in the same division. I could see that. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So Boston definitely needs a bullpen arm. I mean, they were. I mean, 68 wins going into the All-Star break was the most since Earl Weaver's uh, 79 Orioles. So that's uh, quite the accomplishment as far as wins go. But I don't want them to take their foot off the gas in any way. Injury concerns me, too. I just want to make sure they stay healthy. Um, Brock Holt went down on the DL a couple uh, just before their – I think it was the last game before the All-Star break, something like that. Um and they still probably need to figure get some resolve on the second base situation. Uh, Pedroia is not going to be back, I don't think, at this point. So um, I would look for them to do something like that. Steve Pierce has been really fucking good so far for them. What's that about? No idea, man. Just plugging him in the right place, I guess. But he's been wildly productive. So I will take it. Um, anything else there? Nope. I'm pouring myself a glass of rosé wine. Oh, dear. Um, also known as um, Hampton's Gatorade. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Cheers. Uh, cheers. All right. Let's see. I'm just looking at this and making sure there's nothing else. I don't think so. All right. Um, well, these The three teams in the bottom need to sell. Don, yep. They got to find a place for Donaldson, even though he won't hit. Yeah, I don't know who would take him. Somebody to unload it. Somewhere. The A's would take him back for Ooh, sure. That's true. That's a good point. I would like that too. I think that would make a lot of sense. He did. He played really well there. Yeah, he did. And he seemed to stay healthy there too. He was younger, but even so. Yeah, I love. I love that the A's are making moves and trying to get shit done. Yeah. Um, I I just don't think I don't think they're going to make it, but I like that they're actually trying. Yeah, that's super, I agree with that. I agree I with that. It. So we'll we'll talk about that division in a second because yeah, I have no 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 you're good but I have some uh, some thoughts there too. Uh, Cleveland is at 54 and 43, Minnesota 44 and 52, Detroit 42 and 58, the White Sox at 34 and 63, and Kansas City at 29 and 68. Um, Cleveland still needs bullpen help. They just added two got two arms to it. Uh, they got Brad Hand and who? They got Brad Hand and what else was it? there was another reliever in that trade because they got uh, they got um. San Diego got one of their top prospects. Like they're Oh, three right. They got Mejia, Mejia, the yeah. um, catcher guy. Well, Brad Hand has promptly given up two runs and oh. blown with Dave. So uh, Adam Simber is who they got as well. Never or, heard of him. 
Is that a good thing? Uh, I don't really know a ton about him. Not near as much as I know about Brad Hand, but not a bad uh, trade I, though. Cleveland's offense is working. Their rotation. If Kluber's gonna pick it up a little bit, I think they'll be in good shape with their rotation. Didn't, did they still have Carrasco? I feel like he went on the DL recently. Yeah, pretty sure he's hurt too. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I retract. Perhaps they need a starting arm, but they they got to do something. They did good in in bolstering the bullpen, but um, still not. I don't know. I don't think they're going to survive the postseason the way they're currently structured. I don't think so either, especially with uh, with um, Andrew Miller not being nearly as dominant as he's been in the last couple of years. One hundred percent. It looks like I'm pretty sure that Carrasco is back now, but I think he was okay. on the DL going into the break. There was a lot of that. People, um, teams putting players on the DL, knowing that they'd be activated like soon after the break was over. Yeah, I don't know if that's a trend, but um, it happened a lot this season. It sure seems like it. They did that with JD Martinez. Wow. Well, I, there was a lot of like um, minor injuries too, like oh foot soreness. We're going to put him on the ten day, or like shoulder tightness, and it's like not not critical, and they'll put him on the ten day. Yeah. Do you think that they should go back to the fourteen day? I, I don't understand the um, need for the 10. I, 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 yeah. The move doesn't make a lot of sense. I 14-day, 10-day, whatever. Just keep the 10, I guess. The 7 was too short, though. 7, I see when guys get like the flu or something like that. That's right. pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> flu-like symptoms is one of my favorites. <laughs> You're fucking hungover. <laughs> I know. I, I wonder exactly that, how many of them are just like a little bit hungover. You see that in basketball a whole lot more often. It's coach's decision, you know illness like you know something like that it's like fucking hungover let's just be honest yeah totally um cleveland needs some help they are dominating their division but then again they have been all season um minnesota and uh, they're not well i was just gonna say i agree with you though that i don't think that they're gonna make the make it in the postseason as currently constructed i think that there are much better teams out there they'd really have to pick up the pace and pull some aces yep yep and the rest of this division is absolute garbage they're selling. They're selling for sure. Minnesota is working on Miguel Sano in AAA right now. Detroit's got some some pieces to sell. Um, Nick Castellanos will probably be ending up somewhere else, right? Oh, definitely. I think Minnesota's going to want to get Sano up as soon as possible, though, to showcase him as best they can. Well, I don't think they're going to sell him. You don't, don't think, think so? I don't think there's a chance in hell, no. I, I guess you can't really blame them because they're – I mean, they've been decimated by injuries. They're not that bad of a team at the end of the day, on paper anyway. No. Um, maybe Kyle Gibson. I think he has a shot to be moved. Yep. I, can um, see that. I think you picked him up in my fantasy league, which I'm pretty pissed about. I was going to make him. Sure. I did for a spot star, but I actually kind of like him. I think I'm, I've been, well, and then I had a few injuries, so I think I'm just going to hold on to it. Yeah. He's strung a couple of really good starts together, like three or four. And it, you know, if he gets traded to someone like Cleveland, um, you're, you're talking a pretty, pretty hefty offense behind them and more wins. It's true. It's true. All right. Let's talk about the West here. Um, Houston 66 and 35, Seattle 59 and 40, Oakland 56 and 43, Angels 49 and 50, and Texas at 41 and 58. I want to see Texas sell some people. They already have, um, but they need to do more. They need to do more. I think they could definitely do some selling and get some shit in return. I'm, I'm happy to see uh, the Angels not doing anything, selling or buying. <laughs> Agreed. Still thinks they're a contender for some reason. They've got fucking Otani going to try to pitch again. Get the fuck God out of here. God damn it. Just leave him alone. Just leave, leave him alone. <laughs> God damn it. Just stop <laughs> pushing the guy. Like, come on. Leave him alone. <laughs> I like to see Oakland buying, um, but if only because I like to see a little bit of disruption in the market when we know that they're not actually going to do it. They're three card games out of the wild card, man. They, anything could happen. And I will tell you, man, uh, we talked about Seattle a lot. You don't believe me. Seattle has a negative one run differential right now. That's not great. But they have 60-plus wins. That's nearly impossible. They're 59 and 40, so not quite 60-plus. Okay. Well, close enough. You're in the piece of shit corner, Justin. I am not. <laughs> we we made a very clear rule that we cannot put hosts in the piece of shit corner for this yeah. exact reason. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong about Oakland. They have the best bullpen, I think, in the AL. I think I, I think they that. have fourth fourth or fifth best team ERA, and they hit bombs. Yeah, yeah. So they really do. I could. I, I don't have any reason to believe that they. I, I'm not saying I think that they will, but I'm just saying I'm rooting for chaos here, and that would be awesome. 
<laughs> uh, love it. Rooting for chaos. Um, what does Houston need? Do I think? have no. I was just thinking that. Like, I have no idea what they need. Um, as a rotation, I mean, how can you complain, right? They're solid. Yeah. They're the best rotation in the game. Are they? Yeah. Let's take a look. Why? Man, their their lineup is so strange whenever Carlos Correa is hurt. It just feels it's, so weird. Yeah, he's definitely the pillar of that rotation, I think. There is in a lot of ways. I mean, it's not like everybody falls apart when he's not there, but yeah. um, definitely tell when he's not. Agreed. Um, I don't I'm looking at this team, dude. I have no idea what they need. Their bullpen looks fantastic. Ken Giles needs to stop being a son of a bitch and cursing out AJ Hinch. I know that. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, he got sent down randomly the other day. Because I, knew, I knew he got sent down. I didn't know he screamed it. Yeah, he uh, sc- uh, screamed at AJ Hinch, and that's why he got sent down. Oh, man, love it. <laughs> that is great. Slap on the wrist. I'm a fan, for sure. Um, so Houston's got the best uh, starting rotation at 289. Dodgers, mm. Yankees, Red Sox, Brewers behind them. By how much? It's usually like 0.6 ERA. It's actually a lot. So uh, Houston has a 2.89 ERA. The Dodgers have a 3.47. New York 3.54. Boston 3.55. Milwaukee 3.65. I'm impressed with myself. I said 0.6 ERA more. That's pretty much spot on. You were almost exactly spot on. Ayo. Hey. Uh, um. See. Houston's going to win the division. I would like to see Oakland topple Seattle. The. If they, let's just say Oakland snags a wild card spot, they're not going to compete against uh, like a Boston, right? No, no. The, the only the only way they advance is if I don't know how the the seeding works, but if they play Cleveland after a wild card game, then there's a shot. Right. I'm. I would love to play Oakland. Obviously, that wouldn't happen because Boston's going to win this division. But yeah, still. Yep. I don't feel I don't feel a whole I don't feel very comfortable saying that about anybody, but I do feel comfortable saying it about that team. So, um, what else? I don't. So I mean, we'll see what Houston adds if a whole lot of anything. Uh, but I don't. I really don't know now, what it would be at this point, to be honest with you. You told me something about Boston's start the first half. It was like a historic first half, the yep. like best first half of any team ever. Is that yep. true? Tell me more about that. Yeah. So they had the first, their first, so the, they had the most wins to the all-star break at 68. That's the most since 1979. Wow. So, um, 50 years. Yeah. So there's that plus a fl- the franchise record since like 1916, something along those lines. Yeah, I mean, um, super, super big props to Boston. Um, not a Boston fan, but God, that team's so good and well-deserved first half. Um, they, they, they should continue if hopefully they do, and I hope they, hope they, if they get far, they fucking deserve it. <laughs> exactly. They lead right now the majors in batting average at 271, RBIs at 506 total, runs at 531. <laughs> Hits at 942, uh, doubles at 216. Um, Thanks to a guy named Mitchie Two Bags. No fucking shit, man. Good Lord. Go figure, right? Yeah. If there's anybody that's ever benefited from Fenway Park being like it is, it's him. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. All right. Very impressive. Let's move on to the NL East then. So we have Atlanta at 53 and 42. The Phillies, sorry, my thing refreshed on me. Philadelphia at 54 and 43, Washington 48 and 49, Miami 43 and 58, and the Mets at 40 and 56. Good news, dude. It happened for you. Yeah, I'm really happy. I'm quite pleased that the Miami Marlins are better than a team in their division. They sure are. <laughs> by, by a whole half game, Miami uh, is on top of the Mets. And sorry, Jimmy, but God, I like—I just like to see a winning Miami squad. They've just been terrible for so long. I don't want to see a winning Miami squad because I don't want anything that shows any kind of proof that Jer- Derek Jeter knows what he's doing. Um, but aside from that, eh, yes, I don't really care. Uh, I the Mets will not sell more. I don't think, but we know that they should. So they sold fam- on familiar. Uh, has that been? That's done, right? Yep, that's done. He's on the A's. Okay. What did they get good. for him? Do you know? What did they get for him? I don't think oh shit! I think they got a couple prospects. Yeah, I saw. I, last I saw. Okay, here it is. Uh, last I saw, though, they were. 
Okay, so yeah, they got <laughs> two prospects and some international international right. free agent bonus pool money. Good. I think that's the most amazing thing that you can trade in baseball is international bonus pool money. It's unbelievable. What does that and even it, mean? <laughs> what, exactly. So there's that. Uh, what, what does that even mean? And then there are trades that happen after the trade deadline, but they're not trades. They're right. just buying players. They're like, here's money. We want your guy. Right. Exactly. They just let, and then no other, t- it's like an unwritten rule that teams just don't pick them up on waivers. I've always wanted a team to just go in there and pick up somebody on waivers when someone's trying to trade them. Like it's such horseshit. Why are you calling it the trade deadline? If that's not the case, right? It's, it's technically the non waiver trade trade deadline for our, our uh, yeah. outfielder crew that is not as familiar with it. But, um, I would have, I, dude, last year, whatever, uh, Detroit put Verlander out on waivers. I wanted, D- uh, Dave Dombrowski to be just a big dick and just walk in there and just scoop him up. Just obviously that would never happen, but I just want that to happen just for once again, I'm rooting for chaos. Amazing. Right. right. So it's <laughs> super funny, super funny philosophy. So though there are a lot of unwritten rules around baseball, the playing that goes on. Do you think there are those unwritten rules with front offices and management and, and ownership and GMs going oh, yeah. on? Like, oh yeah. What if he did that? What is he going to get plunked? He's not on. <laughs> exactly. He's not taking at bats. They're just going to throw a banana at him or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bet you nobody would do business with the Red Sox for yeah. like five years. That's they what would happen. Ha- they'd have to rely on their own sources of players. Yeah, and that's just what we need. Given a team that has no business growing starting pitching whatsoever, there's been that would one... be so fucking funny because I... you know the A's would like they would totally go against the unwritten rules and trade with them for sure. Oh, so absolutely, they're... dude. Yeah, you. You want to talk about reforming the the National and American League? This is how you do it, <laughs> man. Yes, this is why we're not GMs. This this would be the problem because we would just fucking do it. Oh, we would do it. <laughs> why wouldn't you? I don't understand why you wouldn't. Other we'd than, get fired. yeah, we'd be fired in fifteen seconds. No <laughs> doubt, about, no doubt about it. It, it would almost uh, be a situation where we'd have to buy a team because there's no way that we'd get away with anything unless we were absolutely and full heartedly in charge. Totally, yeah. totally. But uh. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely that was a good trade for them, but they're not going to do enough. They need to move. They probably need to move most of their pitching that they have. The Mets, they they rightfully so are commanding a high price for Degrom because he's the best pitcher in baseball right now. Yeah, do you think they get that? No. Do you think no. they lower it all? Yeah, but they're still not going to get anything. I think they'll they they sh- what they should get is not what they're going to get. I think they're going to get a couple notches below what they should get. Um, and then I, I hope that they, you know, pull the trigger, but who knows? So we've talked about this a lot. Do you think that that's a a bubble popping type situation where the expectation is just super high and that's just not, not how things are anymore? Um, I think it depends. It depends on the player. And I think it's worth it for, for a guy like DeGrom to create that kind of bubble. I agree with that, but it just seems, I mean, this free agent off season was a great example of how it just doesn't seem like teams are valuing players like they always have it, it, but it's it's very strange that it all sort of came to a halt at the same time it's true yeah i don't know what to say about it all yeah. kind of coinciding it's but really, um really i've got to i've got to think that front offices are just getting a little bit smarter if you think about it it's like so think about like moneyball and billy bean and all that like that was such a um a thing that took a long time to catch on like uh, i think that front offices really i mean bill james remained unemployed for like far too long and yeah. I never really understood why front offices didn't embrace that. And I can understand, like, if the whole league isn't going to embrace it, why should you? But then, like, when teams are jumping on board, what are you doing? Mm. I don't know. Strange. Just look at Baltimore. They're doing just fine, right? They're not embracing anything. Ooh, I literally just got an update since we've been talking about the Mets. Syndergaard headed back to the 10-day DL with... Wait, wait a minute. Oh, okay, so this is not a big deal. But with hand, foot, and mouth disease that he picked up during a kid's camp. What? Is that yeah. real? Yeah, that's a real thing. But it, at first I read that as like, with, like as it was going down with like an injury, and I was like, hand, foot, what? What, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Which part is injured? <laughs> I was like, what the it's hell happened? Where Joanna Cespedes has Legionnaire's disease. Right. I want to know what happens where your hand, foot, and mouth all gets hurt in the same game, <laughs> you know? But no, that makes a lot of sense. So anyway, so I mean, that won't trade uh, affect his value or anything, but. They really yep. should trade everything they possibly could for anything that they can get, I think. I agree. Do you want to know how you hurt your hand, your foot, and your mouth all at the same time? I can't wait. Yeah, you, a- <laughs> you act like the Washington Nationals front office 
and you try and have your foot in your mouth with your head up your ass at the same time. <laughs> well done. Well done. Did you ever hear Ben's story about how he dislocated his shoulder by trying to pick up a piece of paper off the floor? <laughs> Whoa. How? What? You'll no, have... that's not a thing. Oh, it's a, it's a real thing. You'll have to ask him about it next time he's on. He should be on later this week. Um, Oh, man. It's a story. I embarrass for... the guy. Oh no, he'll gladly tell you about it. It's a story for the ages. Let me tell you. Was the paper somehow connected to a barbell? Nope, just a piece of paper sitting on the floor. <laughs> okay, it's good stuff. Did he fall? I don't do it any justice by trying to tell the story because I don't. I wasn't there, but uh, I'm sure his wife is still making fun of him. That's all I can tell. As you. long as Ben will willingly tell the story and not oh. feel. You know. Oh yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he told the story on the show it's, when it happened, but I don't recall specifically. Okay. Anyway, uh, so I thought that fit, let's go back to this NL East thing. But oh shit. Um, yeah, I agree. Washington heads up asses. I am gonna say I'm gonna go with a hot take and say that team's gonna fucking miss the playoffs in the second half. Uh, yeah, I think they're six games back, and you know I'm gonna lose that bet. I I'd be fine with losing that bet. Fuck them. Yeah. And They're not doing well. I mean, you got Max Scherzer calling uh, players-only meetings, and he's chirping at Strasburg after his first start off the DL, and he didn't do so well. I mean, what the hell was that all about? It's the most toxic clubhouse in the universe. I'm just surprised that Max Scherzer is a part of that. He's a really intense guy. Yeah, and I get that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, David Price is the exact same way. That's why people hate David Price. Well, that and he sucks in the playoffs. But um, <laughs> even so. I mean, I mean, he did well this past year, but I guess I don't really understand the mentality. Like, if, if you're Max Scherzer, why? What are you doing? Like, what what's what's the end game there? Yeah, I don't know. We call um, Steven Strasburg the orchid because he's beautiful when he's good, but he dies very quickly, not unlike the flower, the delicate flower orchid. On Actually, my... to- Tony Kornheiser calls him that. Mm. And on... I'm just, I've adopted it. It happens on my fantasy team uh, often. It's... Gut wrenching. How can you how can you be giving a guy that much shit with his first start off the DL? Like that's what I'm there's saying. gonna be some rust to shake off, and it's probably not gonna go well. Like no one goes out there and pitches lights out right off the bat. Right. Scherzer's gonna go chirp at him and like have a you know, they went down in the into the tunnels and had like a conversation and apparently it didn't go very well. And you know me, man, like I and you know how it goes better than just about anybody in, in this kind of situation. But like, you know what? If I go out and have a shitty outing in whatever capacity it is, fucking back off me about it. Don't talk to me yep. about it. Leave me the fuck alone. I'll figure it out. That's what. That's why I'm there just like you are kind of thing, you know? Sure. Yeah, I guess that absolutely. Like, leave the guy alone. Um, it might have been a situation. I'm I'm thinking very positively here, but could be a situation where Scherzer says something and Strasburg's like, hey, man, that was like, that's really shitty. I'm not happy about it. Like, let's go chat about it. Yeah. But that's probably not how it went. Not given how the, how it sounds like that clubhouse is currently constructed. They've been toxic since they had Papelbon however many years ago that was. Three years ago? Four years ago? I'm pretty sure they were toxic before that, too, though. So they've run every they've, damn manager they've had out of town. They've had seven managers in four years? Or was it four managers in seven years? I forgot. I looked it up. It's got, it's uh, got to be four and seven. But that's still a shit ton of management in that ton of time. Yeah, the Phillies also have had that same amount of management. Really? Yes. That um, well, no, that makes sense though. But I mean, it. I guess the expectation is super low when you're going through the kind of rebuild that they've gone through in the last couple of years. Yep. I was I was discussing this with one of my coworkers, and I he's he was talking about how the Nationals' management was really shitty, and I go, well, "What about the Phillies? They have Gabe Kapler now." And I was, he was like, they've, you know, Washington Nationals have had four managers in the last seven years. I go, well, what about the Phillies? He goes, well, they've had four in the last seven, too. And I go, how many managers of that team is Gabe Kapler right this second? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I said, he go, I said, don't answer. I'll tell you. It's three. At least three. You yeah. have sunglasses, supplements, and baseball. He's the manager of all three of those. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. The guy's got lots going on. He's got lots going on. Um, do they, so what, so I know that Philly was looking at adding Machado. That's not yep. in the, I was disappointed for Philly that that didn't happen. What do they do now? Uh, I think they're going to pick, they're going to drive hard towards Machado and Harper in the off season. Okay. Um, that, that's not what's going to happen now. I, that's just kind of a long-term play that I predict. I can see that um, though. And that makes a ton of sense. That's really appealing to both of those players. I would think. Totally. 
Um, I'm stealing the hot take from my Philly fan friends in the office, which is they're they're dead on. I think they're gonna they're gonna drive toward, towards both of those. I think Philly needs um, gosh, their rotation's really good when they're really good. I mean, bullpen help always. I'm never yep. gonna say no bullpen help. Yep, I agreed with that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, do the Braves yeah. add anything at this point? They need us another starter. And another starter, bat. probably another bat too. I've heard Elvis yeah. is a lot, or no, uh, sorry, uh, Beltray is a lot. Uh, I don't see that happening, but I've heard that a lot. The Rangers won't get rid of Beltray. They're going to hang on to him um, for sentimental reasons, which I I appreciate, but business wise, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, he's a ten five guy, um, so he can't be traded if he doesn't want to be traded. That's true. That's a good point. I forgot about that. Hmm. 10-5, I think, is a guy who's been in the league for 10 years and has played for the same team for five years. They can can block any trade um, that is proposed. Yep. The only other way that that can happen is if you build an actual no-trade clause into your contract, which is what Cole Hamels has done. Gotcha. I think there's only eight teams that he can be traded to, which really severely hurts the Rangers, unless he waives that no-trade, which is what he did to go to the Rangers in the first place. So I don't know what that looks like, but... Um. All right. Let's talk about the Central. Chicago is at four, uh, fifty-seven and forty. Milwaukee fifty-six and forty-four. St. Louis fifty and forty-eight. Pittsburgh fifty-one and forty-nine. And Cincinnati at forty-three and fifty-six. The Cubs have the worst rotation in baseball. They're really bad, right? So they need a starter. They need like two starters. Yes. There's. I mean. The guys like your Tyler Chatwoods go like three and a third every time they go out there. What a poor, poor, poor signing in the offseason. Well, he he was really good in Colorado last year. And you think a guy out of Colorado, you can expect his ERA to drop like 1.2 points probably. Yeah, I don't – it it feels to me – I don't know a ton about the Chicago clubhouse. I would love to get some some insight from someone who knows more than we do about it. But it just feels to me like – there's some sort of leadership issue or something going on there because you I, think so. It feels like it at times, man, because it, it's, mm. it's the, the exact same thing that Boston kind of went through last year where it just feels so streaky all the time. And it's, it's, it feels like there's so much potential that is not being unlocked. And, and Joe Madden's a guy that unlocks potential. We know that. So, I don't so know. let's think about the guys that are on that team. Um, they are all, uh, at least the guys who are playing defense, the, the position players, they're all super young. Yep. Are they not? I guess Ben Zobris could be considered a veteran. Yeah, he could be, for sure. Do you think they lack veteran leadership? That's what it almost feels like at times, but I don't know that that's their main, exactly their main issue, but that's what it feels like. Hmm. Um, let me see here. So you've got Wilson Contreras, who spells his name like an asshole. God. Anthony Rizzo. I mean, he could be considered a veteran at this point, right? No. No? I don't think so. I guess I just, I guess I just feel like he's been around for so long because I watched him come up through Boston and yeah, you know all that. Um, I mean, Jason Hayward's there, and whether the bat's there or not, he's still leadership in the clubhouse. Yeah, Yeah. man, it's just, mm, I don't know. Quintana hasn't been that great either. Kyle Hendricks sucks. I mean, if you transplant a you know mid-level rotation to that Cubs team, they're even further in first place. I agree. Holy shit, John Farrell's son plays there. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, man. I don't I don't really know what the deal... I w- we need to get a Cubs correspondent is what we need because I don't feel like any of us are devoted enough to, cu- to, to following the Cubs. That's fair. And they're good, and they're a very interesting team, but I just don't feel like I have the knowledge to speak to them. Agreed. I feel like... like the NL East is a great example. Like this is why we have Jimmy to tell us about the Mets because one, we don't, the only reason we probably even talk about the Mets as much as we do, first of all, is because of Jimmy, but also because of the fact that that division is so interesting to both of us and our <laughs> the Mets, the Mets are like a baseball playing dumpster fire. And it's hard not to talk about them when they're in the news so much. So true. So, <laughs> so, so incredibly true. Um, what do you think Milwaukee adds here? They've got to add some bullpen arm. I think is where they're at. Their bullpen's super solid. You can't. It's not going to hurt to add a bullpen arm. They need a starter. They've lost Junior Guerrera. I think um, their other starter, Chassin, is also out now. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but, um, for ten days though. It's just a little inflammation. Yeah, I mean, you just I, w- I would get another starter if they could, even if it's like a Bartolo or something like that. Yeah, or a Hamill, something like that. 
totally. If their offense is nails, their bullpen is nails, but um, it's not going to hurt to bolster. bolster that starting rotation a little bit. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Let's talk. So in your eyes, Milwaukee or the Cubs, who wins that division? I think Milwaukee. I think so, too. Uh, it's only a matter of time, I think. I think so, too. Let's talk about the West. Dodgers at 54 and 44, Colorado at 53 and 45, Arizona 53 and, 50 and 46, San Francisco 51 and 49, and San Diego at 41 and 60. Yep. Uh, good thing San Diego got rid of Brad Hand and got, got something in return. Um, don't go sleeping on Colorado. They've won seven in a row, and they're one game back from the Dodgers. Um, but I, I feel like the Dodgers are starting to put it together. They're going to get uh, Hyunjin Ryu back here shortly from his 60-day DL stint. They're going to get Walker Bueller back. They're going to run with a six-man rotation for a little bit, and I think, I think they're going to, I think they're going to make it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Over Arizona. Over Arizona. Okay. Arizona's got to add a bat, or they're in trouble for sure. Yep. Um, they, you know, they are interested in Beltre, but that's not going to happen. Nope. Probably, I think Nick Castellanos probably goes there. I think so too. Um, Dodgers adding Machado. Surprising? Not surprising. They have the most prospects to give. Um, I, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy for Machado to have gone to a winning team. You know, he's really good. Um, he's a nice guy to have uh, in your clubhouse, and you want to see those guys win. So. I'm happy for Machado. I'm happy for the Dodgers. I feel like so the West uh, is comprised of five teams. I feel like every one of them is an, an underdog, and uh, therefore I kind of want them all to win. And I don't yeah. really have a horse in the race. Okay, I like it. I I see it. I don't know if the Dodgers have done enough, but that definitely bolstered that side of the diamond. So that's definitely going to help them. I think they had have him playing short permanently. Well, he um, wanted to play short. He did. Okay, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see that. He's been wanting to play short um, since they moved him to third. Okay. Even though he's been nails. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Well, it's going to be a hell of a second half, man. Lots of hot stove stuff happened already. Uh, you know, good stuff to come. This. Yep. Uh, the one last thing I think we need to talk about before we do rapid fire is this whole uh, Milwaukee hater situation of him getting real racist midway through his uh, stint in the All Star game. Well, he didn't get real racist then. I think it just came out that he no, was a super racist. It did. People were definitely digging on his Twitter for things. Yeah. Um, so obviously not not condoning any of the things he said publicly, like terrible, terrible lapses in judgment over a very large period of time. But um, you got to think about this kid's age. 17 he's, years old. He was 17 years so old. so young. Yeah. I, I challenge anyone, I challenge most people to say that they didn't do something or say something that stupid when they were that young. Um, again, not at all condoning his racist nature, his white supremacist uh, tendencies, but um, people change. He's still young. This kid's brain um, is a kid's brain. That means it's not done developing. For those of you who don't understand how biology works, your brain is done done developing around the age of 25. And so he's got some growing to do. And uh, I know I've done stupid shit. Justin, I know you've done some stupid shit. And I think that anyone who says, no, I've, I was a perfect angel at that age and I've never said anything wrong, um, is a liar. Fuck them. That's all I can tell you. I might be projecting my you know, poor behavior as a, as a nope. teenager onto the rest of the population, but... Um, yeah, I, I really challenge anyone who says that I, you know, I've never said anything ill of anybody ever. <laughs> you, um, you said you said <laughs> you said bad shit about people on this exact show that we're recording right now. <laughs> yeah, but not to the level that haters. No, good I'm, point. Not, I'm not doing no, that shit. I'm just kidding. I, I, I'm not throwing you in that corner by any means. I'm just saying that we obviously like we set ourselves up for that, put ourselves in the public light for that, but we also know where that line is. And when you're 17 years old, odds are you probably don't know where that line is because you don't fucking know what's in front of you. You don't know if you're going to be a pitcher or a, you know, a, I don't know, bat boy. I don't know. Fucking it's not it. okay what he did. No. I'm not condoning it, but um, still a kid. And kids do stupid shit. No one, something to be no one about. can. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. Say it. <laughs> There's something to be said about the, the blacks and the whites. 
Ben is not a racist. The further, the furthest from there. But his brother actually called out that drop, so I had to cut it. <laughs> yes, um, Josh Hader almost made the piece of shit corner for his his comments, but then I dug into it a little bit more, and you know, it's many years removed. Doesn't make it okay. Super young doesn't make it okay. But these are very large asterisks um at the end of these sentences in my mind bad Which, bad 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 yeah maybe that's a really bad take but i don't know no it's a great take i think that he i mean i uh, you should always be responsible at any points in time for the things that you put out on social media i get that and we talk about that a good amount on this show we talk about the whole not texting and driving thing in the same kind of capacity like don't be a fucking asshole think about what you're saying and what that could look like for your future i get all that i'm sure that Dude, I don't even want to, want freezing cold takes to look back at what I've put on Twitter over the years as far as sports opinions and things that are going to happen. But I I can guarantee you one damn thing. I've not been a racist piece of shit on Twitter. So um, I agree. I think it was shitty that it kind of came out like while he was kind of melting down on the mound, which is obviously someone had that cocked and ready to go. Um, ready. But uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a crazy thing. Yeah, don't be a racist. Maybe yeah. that maybe racist should be the piece of pieces of shit. But um, the one thing about it that that makes me laugh so hard is MLB's response of making him go through sensitivity training. <laughs> like that's gonna do any fucking good. <laughs> it's not like he tweeted that yesterday. In, in which case, okay, maybe. But that's just that's the corporate way of saying we don't really want to actually deal with this. Yeah, yeah, it's not okay what he said. Um, Shitty time for it to come out, obviously, but that's kind of, in my mind, that's the best time for it to come out if you want the guy to actually change. That's true. That's true. So who, kn- who knows if he will? I just, it's hard for me to hold a young kid like that culpable. Uh, yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. That's Makes total a, sense. That's not a good take. I don't feel like I'm accurately portraying my disdain for what he's saying with my knowledge of how human development works. Right. No, I, I, I'm with you, though, because I think he it's just it's a it's a super shitty thing and obviously you should be above that if you're not you're an educated uneducated piece of fucking garbage and you should go get educated and i'm not afraid to fucking say that and if you don't like that you can fucking not listen to my show but i think that it's hard like you said to hold a 17 year old accountable for what what any athlete ever should do and I, i i'd say this to anybody is they should just go delete their Twitter and start over whenever they sign a contract or whatever that should be in every major sports like deal that they have to sign. Like any sports contract with any team should require them to dump all their old tweets and stuff like that, because it just, it, it it's just doesn't need to be out there. I think that's fair. I think the other side of that argument is uh, we should know the things that they've done in their past and that should not simply be erased. Okay. I could see that. I'm just saying to keep shit like this from bubbling up when, like, you know what? Like, that person's out there to pitch. Like, that's... I, I don't know. I Luke Heimlich and we can, is a great example of all this, and we can maybe talk about that a little bit more to a, a longer... Uh, you know, when we have more time, but... Um, got fucked by his past, probably rightfully so, but didn't really give him a chance to move on. Anyway, it, it's not important. We don't have to go into that, but we should talk about that at some point because that's a really, really interesting story. I would love to. I think about... Josh Hader, and so I didn't dig into his past or where he came from, but you got to imagine that if someone's that, um, not disrespectful, but just downright racist and ugly and like despicable towards towards people, that he probably came from a pretty uneducated background, and if he wasn't thrust into the the limelight, he'd probably be able to still be the same way. So just oh god, that's true. We live in a very interesting country. He's a classless charlatan. That's uh, I wrote that one. I feel good about that. It's good. It's good. I, I was listening to the the episode for Jeopardy, and I said, "All right, next time I'll just truncate my answer and hope for the best." <laughs> Fuck you, Ben. So I tried to go in there and cut that, and it just it, it's a long story, but it was hard to cut with with the audio that was around it. So I didn't get the answer correct because I missed the first name. But if I had just said the last name, I'd have gotten <laughs> it correct. Yeah, because that's where the whole. Uh... I had another one that I forgot to add to the board. Let me find it real fast. Uh, but I had another one that was absolute classic me ragging on the host. Which, see, the, and that's the thing, like, 
I don't get to do that very often because I kind of am <laughs> the host, right? So like, I don't get to use things like this. Boned by Alex. <laughs> very <Ooh>. often. <laughs> how, many, how many options do you have for drops? Because I feel like there's got to be a list. Oh, I cut thousands of them and and scrape you know scrap them here i just it's every time i'm listening back and i hear like a quick little funny blurb i just note it down and maybe listen back later and and more times than not it's not even as funny as it was whenever i caught it early in the morning or whatever it is but you know top three in my mind in no particular order are we fucked that you cannot do that and the good old twitter can i can i add one to the possible list yeah I think we all collectively blew that one. <laughs> uh, that, what about what about we live in a in a vacuum of racism and negligence? Yes, I have that one somewhere too. That's I don't have that one up on the board, but it's there. <laughs> all right, now we're just talking about internal podcast things. We are no, but that's still it's good stuff. If you like a certain drop, don't be afraid to let us know. Um, we actually have people that give us that feedback a lot. So, all right, let's do rapid fire here real quick. Awesome. Rapid fire! Rapid fire questions. Sam, go. Does Dombrowski mow his own lawn? No, absolutely not. Dombrowski does not have a lawn. Ah, what a piece of shit. Yep. Have the Dodgers done enough? No. Okay. Go. How many fucks does Mike Trout give about Rob Manfred? Zero. Exactly zero. Maybe negative fucks. Yeah, I was going to say negative two fucks. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Nick, next big name to move before the deadline. Oh, shit. Um, Evaldi. I like that. Even though he's probably not the biggest name out there, still going to move. I think he's most likely to be moved, so he moves next. Are there any, this is a bonus, or any surprise moves that you see coming? I know that that sort of negates its own question, but. Yeah. Um, I think the Yankees look to move Sonny Gray. Ooh, I wonder. Maybe get a pair of relievers or something. I could pair relievers or some prospects. You know, they've they've did so well in bolstering their farm system last year with the shit that they unloaded. I wouldn't be surprised if they trade Sonny Gray to get you know two or three potential good people later. Not even great people, just good. I agree with that. I like that. Cool. All right, that rounds out rapid fire. We should probably start adding questions to rapid fire. Oh, we can do more. Sometimes they take a little bit longer. We ask some pretty quick ones that were actually rapid. We do. I will, uh, I'll write more. I'll write five for the next show, and we'll just go that way with it. Cool. I'm in. All right. I want to remind everyone, sensiblyloud.com, latest blogs, photos, pods, and more. Uh, make sure to check us out on Twitter, at Outfielder Pods. Same thing on Instagram. Make sure to find us on Facebook, at The Outfielder Podcast. Uh, we are on the Apple iTunes Store. We are on the Google Play Store. Make sure to check us out. Rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. Make sure that we uh, are getting the love out there for everybody. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 35 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Do not text and drive. And we will see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Go, 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 go,